Welcome to another fabulous edition of Shame is Delicious in the studio, which was once described as being uh, the studio of an incel who just came into money. Oh, yeah, that was a nice description. It was a pretty. From former guest, never to return, Alexander Bennett. <laughs> uh, what's going on, bud? I'm good, man. Life is good. I'm having a nice time. How's the teeth? The teeth are good. Midway through my Invisalign. It is quite, I mean, I don't feel shame generally, but I do feel a bit of like, a bit self-conscious pulling the retainers out. Do you? When I'm in, because there's always like one long line of spit. Oh yeah, when you pull it out, you have to Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like a little lizard. Yeah. You have to suck at your own spit. Have you, um, have you had to put the retainers into like your pocket yet? Like outside of the case. So you get a special case. Yeah. I've done that before. I remember taking my Invisalign out and putting it on my top of my shirt. Well, I mean, the, the best incident was uh, after this, mad, this, was a, this was a mad day. If you've been on my social media, you'll know about an incident called O2Gate. O2Gate? I've, uh, yeah. We haven't talked about that on this. We haven't talked about it, have we? Okay, well, tell us this and we'll, go, we'll do O2Gate. But after, yeah, so after O2Gate, <laughs> I was at dinner with two friends of mine who came to see the show. We were in Flatiron and uh, eating some steak, very delicious, celebrating the day. And I got up to pay, and then I had this like sinking feeling that I'd put my Invisalign in a napkin. I'd looked over, the table's been cleared. I asked the waitress, Where have you put everything? She goes, It's in the bin. I found myself rummaging through a bin at Flatiron. Did you really? You must have looked like the the fattest person. Yeah. (laughs) I want the scraps. You really was rubbing it. Did you find it? Yeah. Oh, it was in there? Yeah. It was just wrapped up in a napkin. Why would you wrap it in a napkin and leave it on a table? Why would you put it in your pocket? Because I was... It's like I was... normal people shit. You're going to leave it there. No, because I didn't want to put it in my pocket because I think, I think the napkin is more hygienic. I had a brace when I was a kid and I wrapped it in a napkin because it would yeah, got painful no, I... and my dad flushed it away. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not against wrapping it in a napkin. It's just wrapping it in a napkin and putting it in your pocket. Yeah, but the, by that point, the steak had arrived. I, I just love the idea of you going through a bin after you've just eaten. And people are like, yeah. what is going on? I know. How much did that cost? It looked ridiculous. <laughs> I was just there rummaging through, just throwing bits of steak away and just different napkins in there. Found what did your friends think? They were just laughing at me. Because they were like, how have you gone from doing the O2 to fucking rummaging through a bin? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> what is your life? I get that, that, yeah. God, somebody just walking by, hey, for Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> was that? Did Mickey not pay him? Shame is delicious. That, 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 that happened to me on a lower scale. When I did the Glee Club Birmingham, one of the best clubs in the country. Yeah, it is. And then the next day I was doing a V Festival security. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. And I destroyed at the Glee. But people would walk past and, hold on. Were you at the Glee? Club last night, and I was like, yeah. Hey, hey yeah. how you doing? Can I shut your wristband? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any drugs on you? Please don't bring them in. What happened uh, at the O2? O2 gate? Did you bomb? Uh, it's okay, it happens to everyone, man, even in front of 18,000 people. I didn't bomb actually. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry. I, I want to hear the rest of this. Uh, the gig's going very well, 16 <laughs> minutes in. Yeah. I get 16 minutes in. There's a build up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can I describe? So, can you describe Mickey's audience? So, Mickey, Mickey Flanagan, uh, yeah. we've got the same age, and he, his audience is a very unique audience, as in, they are so working class yeah. because he's the working class comedian. There is no, even my mum, my mum doesn't really care about comedians, but yeah. Mickey Flanagan. No, Mickey Susie Ruffle told me that as well. I've met her parents, they're working class. They're like, he's the only comic we've ever met 
who feels like he actually speaks to us yeah. directly. And I was like, fucking hell, wow. Uh, Mickey's audience are renowned for being great buyers of drinks. As yes. in, um, I mean, if he if he wanted to, he could take a cut at all the bars because yeah. his audience, unlike, say, like Michael McIntyre or Jack yeah. White, always more family and all that, yeah. his audience drink. They drink, and, they do so, a lot of fun stuff. And when you have a, okay. And when you have a comedian whose audience dr is big drinkers, Every venue in the world will have you because yeah. they are, they know that your audience are going to spend a good yeah. amount of money. And the only downside is, and obviously you can explain this more, is when you have an audience who are really good drinkers and you're the opening act, you're on as people are coming in. And the problem with that is a lot of the audience are going to be still at the bar for a much longer time than what is normally happening at these gigs, right? Yeah. So you're playing to audiences that might not be, obviously it's not going to be very full because they're still coming in, yeah. but also... If the bar is shit, it's gonna take ages for those mm. people to settle in. So you constantly mm. feel like you're sort of fighting. So they right? usually at the O2, they would put me on when it's about seventy to seventy-five percent full. Yeah, so that means it's about three and a half to four thousand people still walking in. Yeah, guaranteed still going in through the scanners. But as you said, there are still people at the bar. Yeah. So there's that. There's I'm an opening act. Yeah. So no one gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, also an Asian opening act. Yeah. So they hate you even more. Even well, some of them do. For a very, you know, 99.9% Mickey Flanagan audience. And Mickey's not going to be offended at me saying this, but his audience is basically all white. And within that cabal, there are a group that would not be very happy about me being there. Like, oh, fucking hell, trying to get away from this. Yeah. There's one here. Yeah, that's why, exactly that. Out, out, out <laughs> the country. Out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's three outs. <laughs> um, and the, the night before OT Gate, I got one of the best emails telling me I'm shit. The email read. That's so right. he saw you... Opening for Mickey the night before. Wow. And he emailed me and he said, uh, Hi, saw you opening for Mickey Flanagan yesterday. Please consider another career. God bless. Wow, he kept it short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I could have sent that in a text. Yeah. <laughs> that, could have, that could have sent it to your agent. I know. The God bless was nice. God bless. Uh, consider another career. That is like... Um, like really efficient trolling. Yeah. He kept it short. Yeah. He kept it sweet. Yeah. He, he got to the point. Yeah. And how did you feel when you read that? I asked him what advice he had for me. Oh, you were, oh God, you went back with him. Again. And then he said, tell me your strengths and weaknesses. And I'm more than happy to help you. And your five-year plan. Uh, yeah. And I, I just don't want to see someone uh, uh, wasting their and other people's time in comedy. Wow. So I then gave him a list of my accolades in comedy. Okay. You really went for this. Yeah. And then I also sent him my CV. Okay. My professional CV. Yeah. And said, please do let me know what you would suggest I do with the rest of my life, seeing as you know better. I mean, I've achieved you could be doing life. anything else, Ishan. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All day you're just and, going back. Uh, and... He did not reply. <coughs> wow. So he won. To me, that sounds like he won. He left you on red. <laughs> Jeez, you are, you are hilarious. You can't do that. You're playing to... A, you know, a, a, what, 10 to, how many, how big is it, O2? 20,000. Fucking, how many nights was he doing? Nine. Gee, do you know how much money that is? I've worked that out before. You, you know that as well? That's what, when you're a comedian and you, you find out comedians do 20,000, you go, okay, this is how I work it. Can I tell you how I work it out in my head? End of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got like one of those visors, aren't yeah, you? Like, yeah. check it. I'm like, Bring the lamp down. I'm like 20,000 people. Let's, let's, I do a lot of averages in my head. I'm yeah. like, average ticket price, let's say 30 pounds. Some will be higher, some will be lower. Yeah. 30 pounds. You look at that and you some go- Some of them are 220 quid. What's that for? Some of the tickets are 220 quid. 
Well, like who is because the queen? they do because O2 they do that um, dynamic pricing. Yeah. So as there are, there are fewer seats available, the price goes up. Oh well, I am grotesquely underestimating yeah. his price. Yeah, you are. So I've I've done the total, and then in my head I go, take away ten percent for agent fee. Yeah. Take away. Uh, I I had another ten percent like touring. Then I go for expenses. Yeah. So I'm like posters, da 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 da. But I think with him, he doesn't need that much because everybody knows him. Yeah. It's not like us. He's mailing like, list. Yeah. 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 Ma- yeah. Exactly. And I look at it and I go, wow. <laughs> but now it's, it's way more than I expected if, if you can do that dynamic pricing. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway, so you, you spent all day replying so, to this weirdo. And I, not all day. It took, took 25 minutes of my day. But anyway, so that was the night before. So I'm at the gig. 16 minutes in, the gig is going really well. Yeah. Right? I'm having a really good time. And one thing that's been really nice is throughout the nine times I did it is every time Mickey's always said, you've absolutely smashed that. So that's a nice thing to hear from <laughs> yeah. someone who's used to playing arenas. Yeah. <clears throat> so about 60 minutes in, there's a buildup of noise up in the gods. Right? Yeah. And the noise is getting to the point of distraction. Usually with an arena gig, when there is noise, it, you have to ignore it. Of course. Right? Because where there is noise, there are 18, 19,000 other people who have no idea that there's noise there. Yeah. Right? So I tried to ignore it, but it got louder and louder and louder to the point where people I could just about make out were kind of looking over their shoulders to see what was going on. Oh. Then the noise turned into a chant. Oh, you don't want that. And the chant sounded like, turn it off. Get him off. Right, that's what I heard. Get You heard get him off. Get him off. Turn oh. it off. So that's what I'm hearing, and it's getting louder. And then people start booing. So I thought, hold on, are they booing me? Are they bo- Who are they booing? I would have immediately been like, they hate me. That's what I did. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I tried to front up. I was like, hold on a minute. Who the fuck are you booing? Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Who are you booing? I'm Ishan Akbar, bruv. Yeah. Right? Beyonce's here next yeah. week. I don't give a shit. I'm on this stage. And then I went, who here thinks there are a gaggle of cunts up there? And loads of people cheered. Yeah. That's a great, so, best thing to do, by the way, what you did there. Yeah. Where you get the audience. It's like when you're trying to get someone to move out of a seat. Hey, give them a big round of applause to yeah. get them out of seat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It works every time. It so works. you get the audience to get on your side. Yeah. That will help and you. And luckily, because that could have gone badly. <laughs> oh, who thinks they're a gaggle of cunts? Oh, just me? Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than... <laughs> and you go, oh no, yeah. I've talked myself uh, into a hole. So loads of people cheered and suddenly there's just a cacophony of noise. There's 20,000 people making What was that noises. word? Cacophony. Never heard that in my life. What, what a cacophony that? of noise? Never heard cacophony. What does that mean? Like a amalgamation, loads of different noises. Amalgam, wow. Okay. <laughs> Cacophony. Yeah. How do you spell that? C A C O P H O N Y. Never heard that in my life. Anyway, can continue. I spelled that quite quickly, to be fair. Spelling bee, India. Oh, is that country origin or just what you India. India. So the noise is getting louder. I somehow get to the end of the set amongst all the noise. Different people are cheering. So that. Jeez. Finish the gig. And this is how I finish the gig. And luckily, there's a recording of this. Uh, first get going. Ninety-five percent of you are amazing, but five percent of you are a gaggle of cunts. Put two fingers up at the O2 oh Arena. Gosh. I felt like fucking Mick Jagger, bro. Fucking Bill Hicks over fucking here. Fucking gaggle of cunts. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, there is a good feeling when you leave the stage like yeah. that. And when you did that, how was the crowd? Loads of people cheered. Okay, yeah. Loads of people were booing. Lots to go. Lots going on. Jesus. Right? So I walk out triumphant. Uh, the tour manager hugs me and goes, you've got balls of steel, son. Yeah. Like, you just fucking took that on. I like how we hugged you, but you got balls of steel. You're, Thank you. <laughs> just crying into the shoulder. <laughs> Is right. there a fire exit? I can leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I go to dinner to Flatiron with my mates. But you're, all you're thinking about is that gig now. 
Yeah, all we were talking about. Yeah. Because the two people I went with are the comics, Lee Hudson and Preet Singh. And they were both like, as comics. Were they there? Yeah. Okay. What we witnessed and what you did was like, you know, we're having a big old debrief about it. Get to Flatiron. An hour later, my phone starts like there's loads of notifications. I open up. About six messages read the same. Hey, man, we're at the gig tonight. We were up there in the corner that was making the noise. I'm a part of the gaggle of cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they said, we couldn't hear you. So we were chanting, turn it up. But you had turn it off and called us all a gaggle of cunts. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah. And like, Everyone's having such a great time. The staff weren't listening to us. So we were just like, maybe if we chant, then they'll understand. But you heard turn it off. And so some people were like, we love the way you dealt with it, though. Like, it was that made us want to listen to you even more because we could make out that you were being. I, I like how the sound was perfect for the. You gang. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was just seeing yeah. But then other people were like, oh, it was very inappropriate that you put too many. Oh, fingers. shut up. You're about to see Mickey Flanagan, you dickheads. Exactly. Oh. But yeah, so that, that was that. Because I've had two OT gates. Two O2 gates? Yeah. How, 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 has, how has it been for Mickey? Fine. Fine. I guess they sort of whatever needs to yeah. be sorted They've out. There's been the odd sound issue, but it's also, it's an arena. So yeah. there's only so much you can do about the sound. Only so much you can do. Yeah. Gee, yeah. So how did you feel when you found out? Oh, oh. I think it was just such a funny story. It's fucking mad. Oh, okay. Trust me. Trust the deaf guy. Yeah. To misunderstand people wanting to hear him and calling them a bunch of wankers for wanting to listen to him. But also, you know, it's that thing in comedy where when something like that happens and you don't know what's going on, you do, you do go, it's fight or flight. Yeah. It's me versus them. Yeah. And I can't let them win. No. And, it's, and you didn't know. So you're no. immediately like, you fucking, you piece yeah, of, yeah, I, I get that all. Because sometimes it just feels like you're drowning on stage. Even if you're having a great gig. Yeah. Something happens, you're like, It what? just switches suddenly. Yeah, yeah. completely. So you, you, you had to. You I was just to... like, what did I say? Because as I was doing, finishing up my set, I was like, my brain was going, but what did you say to make them turn against you? Yeah. Well, what part? What did it? you say? Yeah, mm. mad. Was it my face? Was it my essence? Yeah. What was it? Oh, I can't help my heritage. Well, <laughs> the second O2 gate. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, but is that, is that the fun one? Is that the funner one? Funner one. Second to last show. Yeah. 18, I'm going into my final routine. Yeah. And you're, you're confident at this point. It, yeah. and it was Final going, routine, baby. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was going brilliantly. You can do your, your walk. You can do your cocky yeah. walk when you leave. Yeah. yeah. I was doing the kind of Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know shit. that shit. Suddenly, I feel like wet on my cheek. Huh. Right? So I look up. Like, is it leaking? It felt like droplets. Yeah. What, what is it? Is but it? you're not letting the crowd know. You're just, you're just assassinating yeah, yourself, right? And as I'm before, I see like a paper cup on the floor, loads of ice and loads of liquid all over. So someone's throwing a drink so at me. So someone's throwing a drink at me. What the fuck? I didn't know this happened. But the thing is, when you're... On stage at an arena, you can't even acknowledge it. You can't, again, it's like you're, you've, you know, fight or flight. You've, yeah. you've got to quickly try and yeah. react. You can't acknowledge it because the, lo- the localized group might have seen it, but 19,000 people have no idea that that's happened. <coughs> even on the two big screens, it's like on a tight shot on me. So they're not going to see a glass. They're not going to see water. They're just gonna, yeah, it's true. So I've got like, my, this side of my face is just dripping with, with liquid. I'm like, don't know what someone said. And then I can just about make out secu- like loads of like yellow shirts and security oh. run towards a person and escort him out. A fight kicked up. Well. A drink flew. A, a, a drink came my way. 
somehow onto the stage. It's funny if two of these members are fighting and one just went, you know what, let's just throw a drink at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before I leave, let me, let me yeah, just get solidarity, in. Solidarity, <laughs> him. My dad and brother were in the audience. Yeah. They were on the side that this took place. Oh. Uh, so I come off stage and my dad comes up to me and he goes, where is he? And I went, where's who? Oh, no, the Don's getting yeah, ready. He goes, where's, where, where's the guy that threw a drink at you? I said, what do you mean someone threw, he goes, someone threw a drink at you? I said, I don't know. And he goes, where is he? I want him right now. And I was like, dad, don't worry. I think the security have got this. My dad like turned into Don. For a <laughs> he, went, he went back. Right. He was ready to go. He was saying flashbacks. Like, right. My brother's Uncle doing an Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically doing an Eric Dyer. Exactly. For his son. So my brother says, because obviously I go off stage thinking, obviously it was a white dude. Yeah. Not happy about it. My brother goes, it was an Asian guy. And I went, what? And he goes, yeah, it was an Asian guy screaming. You're the fucking racist. You're the fucking racist, right? So I'm like, what? What? I go outside, I speak to the security of the staff there, and they go, yeah, it was an Asian gentleman just screaming, you're the fucking racist. And he threw a drink at you. I'm like, what the? Do you know what Asian he was? No idea. Oh, that, that, that's... The story gets even weirder. So we're reflecting. My dad is like, my dad was overwhelmed by what he'd seen about me being on stage at the O2. But also he was angry the fact that someone threw a drink at me because yeah. he's not a comic. I'm his son. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to take that. Yeah, so he's like, I want to find this guy and kill him. <laughs> of course, right? it's a big moment. So it was a very weird energy going home. Yeah. My dad was like, I'm proud of you, but I also want to find this Asian guy. Yeah. That fucking Did you do a bit about your dad on stage as well? I do a tiny bit about my dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's amazing. Your dad's sitting in the yeah, crowd. Yeah. His son is opening up for 20,000 people and yeah. he's mentioned his dad. Yeah, yeah. And then there's some guys throwing a drink at yeah. his son. Yeah. So the next day for the final show, uh, I, I go in and the tour manager, Gordon, says, I've got an update for you. I said, all right. He sits me down. He says, okay. So there's a Sikh gentleman. Um, in the I was going to say Sikh. In Indian. the second row of the gig. Uh-huh. He threw a drink at you. And he gets his show notes out. And his complaint was, a white comedian should not be making the jokes he was making. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> You're right, right? So then, he's got it all on the notes. So staff said, but we kicked you out when Ishan Akbar was on. And then he said, yes, the white comedian was making racist jokes. And the staff said, Ishan Akbar is definitely not a white comedian. To which the customer responded, he sounds white. Uh, didn't, didn't know where that story was going. But you know what? It's great. <laughs> wow. He was second row. There's two big fuck off screens. I was just going to say, you could see it. No matter what light you put on me. He was By really way, drunk. Can I just say, if he thought you were white with your material, that is so fucking funny. <laughs> he must have been like, who the hell is this damn near clans member <laughs> talking about my people like that? That's so funny to me that he thought, what? Just look up, man. <laughs> Apparently he was really drunk. People were like, he's really drunk. I'm How like, yeah. drunk do you have to be? Yeah, but I don't change color. Yeah, the, the lights aren't that bright. Uh, no matter how drunk you get, I don't change colour. If anything, I get more Asian the more drunk you get. That must have been so weird for everybody The more drunk involved. you get, my accent goes a bit more like this. You know, like, <laughs> surely. That must have been so strange for everybody to, when they were dealing they with didn't, They were like, but you're complaining about a white comedian that's not even stepped on stage yet. 
That is, if you've ever, if you've never seen Ishan do stand up before, just Google him, YouTube him, go on his uh, uh, social media and watch any of his stand up clips and imagine thinking that person <laughs> is a white man. Like a posh white guy. That is so funny. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell, what kind of an. How drunk? I don't know, bro, but that was <laughs> two epic stories coming out of the O2 shows. Gee, we, I mean, you know what it is? And we forget this because it's, a, it's an arena. You are getting 20,000 people. There's going to be a couple of complete fucking weirdo. I mean, hundreds. Well, yeah, a good few hundred. Like, if 10% of that audience is weird. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah. That's, yeah, I kind of expect, because you think of a club gig. Yeah. There's probably going to be, a, if 10% of that, of 25,000 are like kind of weird. Yeah. But like weird as in, you don't notice it because you're on stage. Yeah. There's going to be at least 500 of them that are weird enough where you go, all right, it's yeah, fucking... That's fucking mad. So yeah, so I think I thought I was white because I sounded white, apparently. Fuck <laughs> it. And he threw his drink at you. Yeah. I, and, and that audience as well, they must have been sitting there going, oh my God, this is Asian on Asian crime. Yeah. Like, brown on brown crime. What's he doing? Maybe he knows him or something. Yeah. Maybe this is something they... Is a, is a plant? That's a great story. It is a good story. That is, a, that is one you can tell your kids. You tell Mickey that. Yeah, I told Mickey. Go, oh, fucking hell. There's always a problem whenever you fucking open for me, isn't it? <laughs> Every fucking time. It must have been like, what the... Like, how... Uh, and that leads into me saying about how well he does at the bar. Because that yeah. guy... Shit. Yeah. It must have been like that Peter Griffin meme where he's sitting in his car and he's surrounded by beer cans. He literally must have been dragged out of beer cans with a falling. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't know how drunk you have to be. Can you imagine someone at your gig getting so drunk they didn't realise you were black? I, I can't imagine, can imagine I can't like, imagine. How does that work? And his sec what was his second row? Second row. Second row. He's got the biggest screen you've ever seen. Giant. You even call yourself a... You explain your race on stage. Yeah. You say all of that. All of it. I say my dad's from Pakistan, my mum's from Bangladesh. <laughs> it's must have been fucking colonizers. Yeah, man. fucking colonizers, man. Must have been fucking anyone who stole a fucking diamond, yeah. didn't it? Fucking hell. That's so funny, dude. Anyway. Shame is delicious. What do you have to what do you have to plug? So your tour's finished now, right? Tour's done. Very successful, happy tour. Friday, 3rd of November. We are doing our second London live show. Number two, we, baby! Number two, baby! Live! Uh, at the Cheerful Earful Podcast. Uh, what's the venue called again? With the Shame Hive. Upstairs at the Princess Victoria Pub in Shepherd's Bush. So if you do listen to the podcast, you do love the podcast, please do come. Tickets are available now. And they're, Live. Quite, they're quite cheap. They're like, what, like six pounds or something? Prizes. Seven quid. Seven quid. Seven do pounds. come. We're going to have special guests. We're going to have audience shame. We're going to do it all again. It's going to be a good one. What time is it? It's at 9.45. 9.45. We nice... know the details off by heart. <laughs> we probably should have checked before we mentioned it. so excited about it. We're going to, uh, yeah, it's going to be a really good live podcast. Make sure you come, buy your tickets, bring your friends. Cheerful you know, earful. If you came to the Just For Last London one, you'll know that how great that was. So do come, yeah, do come support, man. Cheerful earful podcast, uh, Friday, 3rd of November, 9 p.m. Upstairs at the Prince's something. Pub. Pri Princess Alice. Princess Victoria Pub. Princess, Princess Victoria Pub. Tickets she then are, became queen. Tickets are available now. Watch us go from princesses to queens, baby. 
Jeez. Also, two uh, of the biggest queens in the podcasting game. Okay, too far. Also, you can find me uh, the Roadman tour. Uh, September starts. Please buy tickets. God, for fuck's sake, Princess Jeez. Roadman. Jesus Christ, buy tickets. It's it's desperate out here. Buy tickets for the Roadman tour starting in September. Also, I'm at the Edinburgh. Get Fringe. on the road, man. I'm also at the Edinburgh Fringe. Edinburgh. <laughs> also at the Edinburgh Fringe in August for the entire month as well. So if you're in Edinburgh, do come. Go uh, see Darren Harriet. Do follow me and Ishan on all of the socials, baby. And keep sharing these clips, man. We need the clip sharing. Keep doing that. Owen and Alice work really hard on getting them out and making sure they Likes. look really cool. Five uh, star. Yeah. Review. Pow! This is, this is what will happen when we get AI to do a podcast. Five star reviews. Now. now. Pow. I said pal. You say pal? Yeah, I'm trying to be one of those hype men. <clears throat> yeah. I think I did a good job. Yeah, pal's a good I one. Think if I, was in, I, I think if I was in a rap ensemble, I'd First be... of all, don't call it ensemble. <laughs> no rappers like, uh, yeah, we're in a rap ensemble. Do you think Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> the old dirty bastards, like, hey, uh, just got uh, my ensemble. A rap, a rap orchestra. A rap orchestra, yeah. Yeah. Rap, yeah. I'd be the one. You know, they always have someone in rap who makes like, he keeps stubbing his toe at random parts of the song. Like, ow! Oh, yeah. Gee, I'll be that guy. Gee, wow! Yeah, you need a bit of that. Yeah. Um, that. We have, uh, I mean, we've got audience shame, right? Yeah, what's our audience <clears throat> shame this week? So, somebody's written in to say, I don't normally retaliate when someone's wronged me, but I fear I may have gone a step too far. Here we go. I used to house share with four others who are terrible at paying bills. After a year of covering bills without a penny back and them getting aggressive when I asked for money... I decided to move out, but not before pissing in every single one of their shower gel, shampoo and conditioner bottles every day for a month. Then on the 22nd, the day I left, super gluing the main switch in the off position. Um, okay, so okay. at first, I, I legitimately hated the housemates, uh, but now I think I hate the person. <laughs> like every day for a month, so you're telling me every time you needed a piss, you would grab, oh, oh, I need a shower gel. Oh, oh. Yeah, but also how did, did they, uh, uh, as well as not paying bills, they're not shower. How could they not have worked out that there wasn't there was piss in the shower gel? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, would you know though? Yeah, you would. Would you? Yeah, because you know it. Just you about- know, you know how when you you know how when you have a bottle of ketchup, right? Yeah, and you press the ketchup and it's all watery liquid. Yeah, right. I'm assuming when you piss into a shower gel, yeah, the piss sits on top of the shower. You got to shake it up. Shake it up a little. Yeah, also, a, a bit water. of watery stuff is going to come out first. Also, there's water. And surely, as you're rubbing yourself, lathering, yeah, you, you must be like, oh, this smells like piss, this. Also, I this sh- was meant to be lemon, but it smells like piss. Yeah, you, you use that tea tree one, and you're like, this doesn't burn my balls it's today. Not my balls. <laughs> this isn't burning me. This yeah. must be pee. It's just burning my whole fucking skin off. But also, I shower in the near dark, so I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't... <laughs> I probably wouldn't know. I'm surprised you shower with water, to be honest. I mean, Given the amount of shame involved in, any, <laughs> I like, in, case, in case it's reflection in the water, you're like, I don't want to see myself. I would never pay someone's bills in a house share. Somebody yeah, else. I would never. Especially when you pay their bills and the next day you see them, they've got a new t shirt. You're like, where do you get that? Oh, that's what I'm like. Yeah, I'd, be, yeah. I'd be pocket watching everything they do. So number, there's so many things. So, number one, I'm amazed that the housemates didn't work, work it out. Yeah. Pissing in the bowl. The turning the thing switched to off, I mean. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. It's that classic thing of when you want to get people back, you, you hide like fish. You like shove fish yeah, in like yeah, yeah. the chairs and stuff like that. What's the most vengeful thing you've done? And are you ashamed of it? I've not really been that vengeful. Really? 
Not really. No, I'm very much, you know why? Because I'm very much in the moment. <laughs> like, Oh yeah, that's true. Like it's very rare that I go, plan. I need to think of how I'm going to get that person back. Normally in the moment, I've, I've, we've had it. So I don't really, yeah, I'm not really that kind of a, like pissing in, you know, people, oh, I got their toothbrush and put it up my ass. It's like, well, you, that's your weird sexual yeah, thing true, true. that you're now putting on that person. Yeah. But I would say that they're both the spawn of the devil. Everybody in that story yeah, is, yeah. is just evil to me. It's awful, yeah. Yeah, they should be ashamed of themselves. But it is annoying if people aren't paying the bills. And you... Why are you paying their bills? I would, I would let the house yeah. crumble. I would yeah, let the house go true. to shit. Why are you paying for other people's bills? Yeah, and, that's true. and then you watch them come in with a pizza hut. And you're like, excuse me, can I get 10% of that? Yeah. A friend of mine, he, uh, he was in a house share and the person was going, that he was in a house share with was going through some financial difficulties. Yeah. So he offered to lend the money to help him pay the uh -oh. bills. Um, and then it got to around sort of Christmas time and he'd been paying since like August or something. Wild. And the guy uh, said, by the way, I'm going to see my girlfriend who lives in America and I'm going to go and stay with her for a few weeks. I somehow found the money to fly out there, this get a hotel in like New York always for two case. weeks over Christmas after my mate had basically given him his savings. Did your mate ever get the money back? Nope. <coughs> always the case. That's Fucking what, That's hell. what always happens. I've lent people money in the past but it's always people who I, one, don't live with uh, and I'm not sort of watching what they're doing and I know that they like genuinely need it and they'll pay it back. But like just a friend who's having a bit of a rough time and then you know that on their social media they're still doing everything that they were doing before. You can't do that. A former housemate cost me like around 250 quid. I'd moved out of this house. This guy <coughs> had moved in. I hadn't changed my address with the DVLA. Yeah. I was still friends with the other girl that lived there. Yeah. Every time I got any post delivered, this guy just threw it out, including my reminder for my car tax. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't tax my car because I forgot because I didn't get yeah. the reminder. I came back one day, my car was clamped. I had to then pay like 90 quid to get it done. Another like extra fine for late payment. They clamped it. Then as soon as I rang them, they dragged it to a yard in Aston. So I had to get oh. a cab to Aston to get it back. Fuck. He also binned a thing from... The student loan company saying how much I owed them, and I continued paying that for a year longer oh. than was necessary. I uh, I hated him. <laughs> true story. I used to date this girl from 2014 to about 2016, but I dated her in two Bur years. Well, we was it was like on and off. Okay. But, I, but I saw it. It was <laughs> like it was on and off. But um, I was I was seeing her before I moved to London. Yeah. And then we just carried it on there. Anyway. Uh, I had no money. A security guard working part time, trying to be a comedian. She paid for my rent for two months. Like she lent me the 450 quid. So it was about 800 quid, uh, 900 quid total. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I was so grateful for it. Anyway, we split up. She fucked my friend behind my back and her and my friend were lying to me about it. Is that the it. reason you split up? And then we, yeah, like I didn't want to see her again and I was angry and I don't talk to that friend anymore and we fell out big time, big time. Feb uh, that, was, that was 2016. 16. It was about 2016 when I found it because she wanted to get back with me but she was fucking my friend. It was all, and then I found out from my other friend who was like, oh, no, don't talk to her. She's fucking, and I was like, what? Anyway, so that was 2016 when I last spoke to her and we, you know, and I cut my friend off and all that shit. She messaged me in February this year, uh, out the blue. Asking for 900 quid back. And she said, she said, hey, Darren, I got the message that said, hey, Darren, Boba, I saw you on Dancing on Ice. I hope things are going really well for you. I just wondered, is there any chance you could pay me back that money that you owe me? And I said to her, I went, sure, what's your details? 
and I gave her back 1200. I gave her back additional. I wasn't happy. Obviously I wasn't happy about what happened with her, but she fucking saved me. There was, I couldn't, I couldn't right. afford my rent. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So I, 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 I didn't argue. I, didn't, I just said, what's your bank details? And I actually gave her more like interest. And then she said, oh, thank you. Good luck on dancing and ice. And that was it. Because if, if somebody owes me money, uh, if I, somebody lends me money, yeah. I will more than happily pay it back. And I had thought about that money, yeah, yeah. but I didn't know where I had to find her on yeah, socials yeah, and all yeah. that. And I just gave it to her back immediately. So in her, for her, that was been pretty fucking nice. Yeah, good little deal. Good yeah, little she met, the same day she got 1200 out three, of the blue. A I, 300 quid fucking friend bonus. Yeah. All right. You know, Oh, man, that really, that really stung. That really stung. <laughs> I feel like a simp though, like a weird, this is not a weird simp. <laughs> oh, this was a fun one. This was a fun one. Are you all right? I'm all right Yeah, now. okay, good. Yeah. Shame is delicious. Well, look, um, a really fun episode of Shame is Delicious. As Darren said earlier, please like, rate, review, share, all those things really helps us grow. We really love all the messages and all the support that you give us. So the more you give us, the more people can see it. And hopefully, um, yeah, and you'll see us. I think we should say that we're probably going to have like a big announcement around September. Oh, big announcement. With the podcast. Are we? Yes, we Yeah, are. we're uh, a big announcement coming in September. Big team. And it's, it's not a live show. It's not another live show. It's no. something else. Something that's already happening November the 3rd. Of course. Princess Victoria Pub upstairs, 9.45. Jeez. Cheerful for. Look how impressed Owen is. There we go. Uh, Thanks for listening. Keep supporting the podcast. See you later. Bye. Shame is delicious. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions. Shame is delicious. Making bad decisions.